Today is Thursday, August 24th, 2023. Welcome to the program. On the show today, NVIDIA has had another blockbuster quarter. We're going to look at those numbers. Uh, also, Canada's two largest banks have reported earnings, and the results are in stark contrast with one another. Boeing is going to slow down production due to new problems with its 737 MAX aircraft. We'll update you on that story. And is Canada on the verge of a housing bubble? We're going to look at one expert who says, yes, we are. And finally, there's been more arrests in the crypto space. We're going to bring you up to speed on that story. So let's get started with today's news. NVIDIA has had another blockbuster quarter reporting record revenue of $13.5 billion for Q224, which is up 101% year over year and even up 88% since last quarter. Now, this beats the analyst estimates for both revenue and earnings per share. The earnings per share were $2.70, up 429% year over year and up 148% from last quarter. The main driver of NVIDIA's growth, as you might expect, was its data center business. And this generated $10.32 billion in revenue, which is up 171% year over year and 141% from quarter to quarter. Now, uh, this is the segment that includes the, uh, the AI chips, like you're looking at the A100, the H100 chips, which are used predominantly by the big cloud service providers and the large uh, consumer internet companies to provide and to power their generative AI applications that are the rage these days. The company also uh, provided another strong guidance report here for Q3 2024. They're expecting revenue of $16 billion, which will be 170% up year over year and another 18% up from this quarter. Uh, they also announced an additional $25 billion in share repurchases, and they say that they plan to continue uh, the strong program of returning capital to shareholders. Now, NVIDIA's stock price was up over 8% this morning when the markets opened, and they reached a new record high of $500 per share. They've pulled back a little bit, but uh, as the time of this video here, they're trading up 4% on the day. Canada's two largest banks reported their earnings this morning, and the results came in uh, with a quite a stark contrast. TD Bank first. It reported net income of $2.9 billion, which is down 8% year over year. It also reported diluted earnings per share of $1.57, down 10% from a year ago. Adjusted net income was $3.7 billion, down 2% from a year earlier. And adjusted diluted earnings per share were $1.99, down 5% year over year. Now let's look at some of the main drivers uh, behind these numbers. First of all, uh, net interest income was a positive. It rose 3.5% to 7.29 billion. And this was driven by uh, volume growth and higher margins in the Canadian retail sector predominantly. Provisions for credit losses increased to $766 million. And this is up from $351 million uh, just a year ago, so significant increase there. Um, acquisition and integration charges that were related to the Charles Schwab transaction of $54 million were incurred in the quarter, and this is up from $23 million uh, from the third quarter of last year. Also, we're probably up to speed with the First Horizon transaction. Uh, they, the, the, these report included wind-down costs of $227 million for that, and this compares with only $29 million in the third quarter of last year. Uh, in addition, a payment related to the termination of the First Horizon transaction of $306 million was made. On the dividend front, TD declared a $0.96 cent quarterly dividend, 
that comes in today with a forward yield of 4.61%. Now on the flip side to what TD reported, Royal Bank also reported this morning and they beat analyst estimates for their third quarter profit. The reported net income was $3.9 billion, up 8% year over year. Diluted earnings per share were 2.73, up 9% year over year. Adjusted net income, $4 billion, up 11% year over year. And the adjusted diluted earnings per share, $2.84, up 11% year over year. Now, like TD, net interest income rose in the quarter, up 6.7% to $6.3 billion. Provisions for credit losses also increased, in this case, up to $616 million, up from $340 million a year ago. Now, in the report, the company also cited its higher staff-related expenses as something that they do plan to address. Um, at the end of the quarter, the number of full-time equivalent employees was actually down 1% from the last quarter, and it says that it expects to further reduce the FTE or the full-time equivalency by approximately 1% or 2% over the next quarter. Uh, Royal Bank also declared a dividend of $1.35 a share. Forward yield in this case is 4.5%. Now, at the time of filming, uh, TD shares were down 2% at the start of the day, and Royal Bank shares were up about 1.5%. For those of you who are already on the Blossom Social app, you're probably going to know that 4,971 members already own TD Bank shares. 1,487 members own shares of Royal Bank. In the past 30 days, 1,381 of these members have bought shares of TD, 240 have sold shares, while 210 have bought Royal Bank shares, and 65 have either sold some or all of their positions. As you can imagine, this morning there's lots of discussion about these two banks on the app. If you want to hear what the Blossom members are saying, uh, go ahead and download the app. I will put a link uh, in the description of this video. Boeing has recently identified a new 737 MAX quality problem involving supplier Spirit Aerosystems that has resulted in them temporarily reducing the uh, production of the 737 MAX. There are improperly drilled holes in the aft pressure bulkhead, according to reports. The issue is going to impact near-term 737 deliveries as Boeing conducts inspections and uh, reworks the affected airplanes. Important to note, the defect is not related to all um, the aircraft, all of the 737 MAX, it's only some of them, and it also is not related to flight safety issues according uh, to Boeing. This problem, though, is a uh, the latest in just a series of setbacks, obviously, for Boeing, and it's trying to ramp up production and meet increased demand uh, amid what is currently a, a travel boom. They delivered 309 planes during the first seven months of 2023, compared to 381 planes delivered by its arch rival Airbrush, uh, Airbrush, Airbus, during that uh, same time span. The company recently set a goal to produce 38 planes a month, up from a rate of 31, and they planned to deliver between 400 and 450 MAX jets to customers before the end of the year. Uh, but this delay um, obviously is hampering them and it comes as they are trying to mount um, the comeback for the 737 MAX after the two air disasters that they had back in 2018 um, and 2019, which resulted in the aircraft, the model, uh, being suspended, grounded worldwide for almost two years. On Wednesday, government officials cracked down on co-founders of the virtual currency mixer Tornado Cash. And this is a service that combines various digital assets, including potentially illegally obtained funds, 
to obscure their origin, good old-fashioned money laundering. Uh, Tornado Cash was sanctioned back in August of 2022 for allegedly laundering over $7 billion worth of virtual currency since 2019. The U.S. Treasury says that the company's systems were used to launder funds from several cyber heists, uh, including some that were linked to the North, uh, North Korean hacking group called Lazarus. Uh, two of the co-founders, Roman Semenov and Roman Storm, have been charged by the Justice Department with a conspiracy to commit money laundering, also operating um, an unlicensed money transmitting business, amongst other crimes. Uh, Storm was arrested by federal officials yesterday, uh, but Semenov at this moment uh, remains at large. Now, a third co-founder, Alexei Pertsev, was arrested in August of 2022 in the Netherlands on money laundering charges. Uh, the crackdown came after a federal judge ruled on Tuesday, I believe it was, that the Treasury Department did have the authority to sanction Tornado Cash, and it rejected a lawsuit by crypto investors who challenged the, the sanctions. The um, sanctions faced uh, criticism from the crypto industry, which argued that they limited Americans' usage of privacy software. Philip Colmar is a managing partner and global strategist at MRB Partners, which is a research firm that provides macroeconomic and financial market analysis. And he has put out a warning that he feels that Canada is sitting on one of the largest housing bubbles of all time. And he says this is driven mostly by two decades of easy money from the Bank of Canada's monetary policy, uh, allowing for you know, the inflow of capital and also a foreign capital inflows. He has argued that the inflated home prices in Canada are unsustainable and pose a risk to the economy. And he says, especially if interest rates continue to rise um, or global growth slows down. Uh, he has also said that Canada is a weak link in the global economy as it relies so heavily on commodity exports and housing related sectors, which are vulnerable to external shocks. Colmore has been cautious on the outlook for the TSX and he expects the Canadian dollar to weaken and earnings growth to lag behind other markets. TD, Royal Bank have reported today. Next week, the other Canadian banks will be reporting, so we'll watch those to see if we can see a pattern developing. As always, the link for our Investing Academy is in the description of this video. Thank you for watching. Look forward to seeing you again soon.